We must have several visitors here today because people sat down after hearing the gospel, which is what people do in most churches. But as you saw, we bless the people with the book of the gospels uh, here at the cathedral after the reading of the gospel. So welcome the visitors and welcome everybody here on this feast of Corpus Christi, which is the Latin for the body of Christ. So today we celebrate the solemnity of the body and blood of Christ in the church. And the, the meaning of today's celebration is found in the opening prayer, which is often a summary of the theme of the Mass. So I'd like to read that opening prayer again and then talk about it. This is what we prayed. O God, who in this wonderful sacrament have left us a memorial of your passion, grant, we pray, so to revere the sacred mysteries of your body and blood that we may always experience in ourselves the fruits of your redemption. So today we celebrate one of the, one of the wondrous sacraments of the church. And we Catholics believe that God continues to communicate with us. He speaks to us through the word of scripture, which is read at every mass, and we read it our, ourselves in our homes, of course. And also we believe that Jesus communicates himself to us in the seven sacraments of the church, beginning with the sacrament of baptism. So the sacraments are encounters with Jesus. They're a tangible or physical thing through which Jesus comes to his people in an act of love. And how Jesus come to, comes to us reveals through the sacrament the nature of his coming. For example, in baptism, God, Jesus comes to us through water, right? The waters of baptism are the presence of Christ. And just as water washes our bodies physically, and just as water gives us life when we drink it, we believe that the waters of baptism through which Jesus comes to us wash away our sins, and Jesus gives us new life. So water symbolizes washing and life. The sacrament of the Eucharist is a moment when God, Jesus, comes to us through another thing, actually two things, which are bread and wine. And the purpose of bread and wine in our ordinary lives is nourishment. You know, food gives us life. And we believe that Jesus communicates himself to us in the sacrament of the Eucharist in order to give us spiritual life. Not only is it bread for the journey of our lives, but we believe that through his love and through his power, the bread and wine are transformed into his very self, the substance of Jesus, his body and his blood. So it is, as the prayer says, a wonderful sacrament, you know, a wonderful sign through which Jesus comes to us in our lives. Now, today's scripture readings each tell us something about this feast that we are celebrating, the Feast of Corpus Christi. The first reading is from the book of Genesis. 
And for us to understand this reading, we have to understand a little bit about the Jewish people's history. We know that the Jewish people had priests who offered sacrifices in the temple in Jerusalem. And all of the priests were descendants of whom? Aaron, the brother of Moses. So the line of the priesthood, how it was passed on from one generation to the next, was called the line of Aaron. Today's reading from the book of Genesis talks about another kind of priesthood that goes back earlier in the life of the Jews to the time of Abraham, who is the father of the Jewish people and who is also our father in faith. Abraham and his clan were at war with those who opposed them. And after victory, they were passing by the city of Salem, which eventually was the city of Jerusalem, Jerusalem, right? And out of the city came the priest king, whose name was Melchizedek. Have any of you named your children Melchizedek? Probably not, it's not a common name. And his priesthood was symbolized by the gifts that he brought to Abraham. And if you were paying attention, the gifts were the gift of bread and wine. And the Jewish people, when they look back on their history, came to understand that the Messiah that was promised to them would be a priest in the line of, not Aaron, but the line of Melchizedek, who was the one who offered Abraham bread and wine. And of course, the church saw this fulfilled in the person of Jesus, who at the Last Supper offered himself to us, to his community of disciples, through the form of bread and wine. So Jesus, as we, as we, we sang in the responsorial psalm, is a priest in the line of Melchizedek. And we celebrate the priesthood of Jesus every time we offer Mass, because Jesus is present to us as a priest, offering himself to the Father, bringing us with him in our offering of ourselves to the Father in the gifts of bread and wine. You see the continuation in our church today with this experience of the Jewish people in the Old Testament. Our second reading is the oldest historical record of the Christian Eucharist. This is a passage from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, which was written probably 10 or 15 years before the first gospel. So it's an authentic and reliable testimony to what went on in the earliest days of the Christian church. And this is what St. Paul said to the community at Corinth and which he says to us tonight. He says, brothers and sisters, I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you. The word hand on in Latin is tradeo, from which we receive the English word tradition. It means to hand on from the past. I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was handed over, took bread and after he had given thanks, broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same way, also the cup, after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. So from the earliest days of the church, they celebrated the Eucharist, remembering Jesus' Last Supper, where he gave his apostles, his disciples, the bread and wine that became his body and his blood. And so we celebrate this every time we get together for Mass. It's the central celebration or central sacrament, really, of the Christian church, the Christian community. So we're doing today what our ancestors in the faith did in the days immediately after Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension to the Father. And finally, we come to today's gospel reading, which is a passage from the Gospel of St. Luke, which is one of the stories in the Gospels. There's actually three of them about Jesus feeding the crowds, immense crowds, with simple things, in this particular case, with bread and with some dried fish. 5,000 people. And it says here, he, looking up to heaven, Jesus said the blessing over them, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. And this is uh, kind of a foretaste of what Jesus was going to do in the celebration of the Eucharist. So this is what we celebrate on this Feast of Corpus Christi. Jesus' gift of the sacrament of the Eucharist and the reality of what it means. Now there's some practical things I would like us to take from this today. First of all, the Eucharist is a symbol of nourishment. Now, Jesus is telling us that his presence in our lives, given to us under the form of bread and wine that become his body and blood, is nourishment for us. What happens if we don't get nourished? We get weak, right? What happens if we don't really get nourished? We die. And so if you and I decide to absent ourselves from the Eucharist, we are denying ourselves spiritual nourishment, which is a foolish thing to do. You know, it's to deny Jesus accompanying us through the journey of our lives. Now, I don't want you to raise your hands because this could be an embarrassing question for many of us. How many of you skip Mass on Sundays? And a lot of people do. You know, we, we say that only about 20% of the Catholics of the Archdiocese of Philadelphia go to Mass every week. 20% which means that 80% of our Catholic brothers and sisters are denying themselves nourishment at the table of the Lord. You know, it's a serious obligation for Catholics to go to church on Sunday. If we don't go to church on Sunday, unless we have a serious reason, the church says we commit a serious sin because we are foolishly denying ourselves the spiritual nourishment of the Eucharist. Going to Mass on Sunday is the minimum expected of Catholics. Not the maximum, but the minimum expected of Catholics. You know, we have Mass every day, except on what day of the year don't we have Mass? Good Friday is the only day of the year we don't have Mass in the Catholic Church. 
And each of us is obliged, if, we're, if we want to live serious Catholic lives, to go to Mass every Sunday. And if we don't, our spiritual life begins to disappear, wilt, and eventually goes away. If you miss Mass one Sunday, it's easy to miss it the second. And pretty soon a month has gone by, and then pretty soon a year, and maybe five or six years. And you don't give example to your children. They don't go to Mass because their parents didn't go to Mass. Uh, this has become a serious problem in the life of the church. It's so good to have so many of you here today, but we need to go to Mass every Sunday in order to be nourished, not to, not to follow the law, but in order to be nourished. And Jesus offers himself the great gift of his body and blood in the Eucharist. So please, as a sign of your commitment to the Lord Jesus, on his Feast of Corpus Christi, commit yourself to go to Mass every Sunday. And parents, especially, especially, give good example to your children. Because you preach more by what you do than by what you say. I'm always astonished. You know, in our parishes, we often have religious education between Masses on Sunday. And parents will bring their children to religious education and sit in the car and not go to Mass and somehow think they're going to become good Catholics. Well, they're going to lo learn a lot more from the parents sitting in the car than from what they, they learn in the classroom, you know. They, they, they'll learn that parents say one thing, but they don't really believe it in the way they live their lives. Also, we Catholics believe that Lord Jesus is permanently present in the bread and wine once they're offered to God in the celebration of the Eucharist. We refer to this technically and theologically as transubstantiation. Perhaps you've heard that word. It's a big, complicated word. What that means simply is because of the, the uh, power of Jesus and his presence in the Eucharist, the bread is transformed into his body. In other words, the substance is no longer bread. It's, his, it's the Lord Jesus himself. And the wine is transformed into his blood, which means the wine, although it still looks like wine, in substance, and what it really is, is the, body, is the blood of Christ. And that's the reason why we pay such deep respect and reverence to the Eucharist. You know, after, you might notice that after Holy Communion, the, the Eucharistic ministers and the priests and deacon collect the, the bread that was changed into the body of Christ at Mass and put it in the tabernacle, which is that golden box at the back of the sanctuary. And the reason we do this is we believe that's still the body of Christ, right? And when we come into church, we genuflect, we bend our knee in the direction of the tabernacle because we believe that the Lord is really present there. I mean, he's really present everywhere, right? But in a unique and sacramental way, he is present in the, the Eucharistic bread, which has become his body. Now, do you believe that? I mean, it's really hard to believe. But if the Lord Jesus can make the world and create the world, it's very easy for him to transform bread and wine into his body and blood. And we believe this is truly the presence of Christ. So when we receive the Lord's body in our hands and we drink from the cup, we are really receiving the Lord Jesus, who is God, become a man, become one of us. And it's important that we show absolute reverence and respect by becoming as worthy as we can, which means that if we have serious sin, we should go to confession before receiving the Eucharist. 
It means that when we come up the aisle, we don't, you know, joke and punch one another and laugh and slap everybody on the back in the pew as you come up the aisle because communion is about receiving the body and blood of Christ. And we bow before we receive it as a sign of our reverence and acknowledgement this truly is the presence of Jesus. We receive on our tongue or in our hands reverently. When the, when the, when the minister of communion says the body of Christ, we answer amen, which means I believe this to be true because this, we were receiving the Lord Jesus into our lives. So do you show respect to the Eucharist? You really believe the Lord Jesus to be present? Do you ever come to church during the week and pray in his presence? That's, that's, a, that's a, a reverent custom of the church to visit the Lord Jesus present in the tabernacle. You now he's present in our homes, but uniquely present here in the house of God. Also, it's important for us to remember that we receive the body and blood of Jesus in a meal, a sacred meal. Um, and we receive it as a family. You know, family meals are very important, aren't they? And we don't just have family meals on Christmas and Thanksgiving. If that's the only time we have a meal together as a family, we're not going to last very long as a family. You know, family meals happen often because they're a sign of our love for one another, right? And when we, sh we come to Mass, we're coming together as, a God, as God's family, sharing a meal with the Lord where he gives us himself and also sharing that meal of the Lord's love with one another because we recognize everyone here is our sister and our brother, no matter what, no matter where we come from or how different we are than the next one, we are all in Lord Jesus, sisters and brothers to one another. And we celebrate that reality with the family meal, uh, which is nourished by the body and blood of Christ. That's what this feast is all about. It's a reminder of what we really believe. And we ask the Lord Jesus through our celebration today that he would remind us of our faith and we might make that faith stronger by making acts of faith and trust and love as we celebrate the Eucharist today. May the Lord bring to completion in our lives the wondrous mystery that he accomplishes through the Eucharist. Amen.